So as I preach this morning, the title of my message is The Visible Church. And let me say that I'm so grateful for each one and for your faithfulness and uh, your commitment, your sacrifice, your dedication, you know, that uh, uh, you show. And so this is by no means set in that context of somehow that, you know, you're missing the mark. But it's set in the context of, you know, of encouragement and strengthening, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the facts, the life that you already are demonstrating by your lives and uh, the, the, the connection that you have to this church and uh, whether it's this church or another church that, you know, uh, so be it. But uh, anyway, we'll get some scripture verses up there and uh, uh, you will notice that as we have been preaching that there is a theme in the sense of this that we are strengthening the pillars. The pillars that that make the church, that, you know, uh, strengthen the church, that allow us to, to build the church. Uh, you know, without pillars, you know, you really can't get a roof on the house, you know, both naturally and spiritually. You just got to have them. And um, so... Uh, the first thought of line is the value of the church. And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Therefore, take heed to yourselves. And to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. He's talking to the leadership to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Is an added dimension and dynamic in your redemption that's included in this blood purchase. These things I write to you Well, that's not the right verse there. Sorry. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Chalk it off to age, you know. <laughs> Though I hope to come you shortly. But if I'm delayed... I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. This gathering, this assembly is not my church. I am called, my leadership is called to shepherd it, to guide it. But also realizing that this is the church of the living God. The assembly of the believers, the pillar and the ground of truth. All right, thank you. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Father, thank you for your word. Now we ask you to help this vessel, God, to speak that which your heart would convey today. We ask it in Jesus' name. With all the many facets of the kingdom, the church remains central. It is a blood-bought church. It is the greatest enterprise ever launched in human history. 
when he purchased it, it was to gain or to get for himself. The value of the church is directly connected to the value of the purchase price. Yes, it is. The value of the purchased price. Imagine when you purchase something, you invest its value in what you have purchased. The value of the blood is indicative to your value. When you purchase a house, you take a monetary sum for that purchase. And so you are investing the value of that, those dollars into the house. Are you getting it? The value of the blood still lives in the purchase. The value of the individual and the value of the corporation. Redeemed property personally and corporately. A divine institution that owes its origin to Christ. Yes, it owes its origin to Christ. The church Think of it. Why the church is important. Because it's the only force against the powers of darkness. It's the only message bearer of the liberty and setting the captives free, and the releasing of humanity from their prisons. It is more important than all governments, universities combined. You may not have thought the church of the church that way. Jesus said, I will build it. I will build it and I will build it in such a way that it is a, 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 an irresistible, an impossible force to stop. If you follow the church from the beginning, the book of Acts as it unfolds there in Jerusalem... A one location. Now you can't go anywhere where that gospel and where the main emphasis of the bearers and the carriers of that has not found a place. Just as Christ revealed God in the flesh. The church, yes, is to reveal Jesus. 
we're his body, we're his brethren, we're his bride, we're his missionaries. Yes. Ever thought of yourself and the church as missionaries? You see, the incarnation was a missionary trip. A missionary trip from heaven to earth. Fact is, in John's gospel, Jesus himself told us no less than 39 times that he was on a mission trip from heaven. We're on a trip, folks. Yes. Jesus felt that this mission trip was so important to be continued that he prayed to the Father and he says, I don't want you to take him out of here. I want you to leave him here. That the goal that the Father said to Jesus when he left, you know, the, the heavenlies is the same goal that he gives to the church. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. That amazing expansion that is on the shoulders of the church, of the believers, as together we make up the community of God. Oh, yes. The church has a value. The value is the blood. Yes. He has purchased it with his own blood. He has made the assembly, the calling out, the coming of together. He's saying it has the same value as the blood. How many think that's pretty valuable? It is. In fact, I think that it gives the church absolutely the highest value of anything. Yeah. So don't devalue the church. And you haven't. But don't let people... Don't let the spirit of the age diminish its value, its priority. It is a redeemed possession. Yes. Jesus himself was the first person to mention the church. He spoke about it in this in the context of being connected. Or another word we might use is membership. In Matthew chapter 18 verse 15, Jesus says this, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. How many know God likes to th- keep things, you know, quiet? He doesn't want it to be gossip. <laughs> no. He didn't want everybody to know your faults. If they listen to you, have won them over. But if they do not listen, take one or two others. So it's enlarging. How many know that 
I'm not going to have some stranger in the circle of my shortcomings and my faults. But if they refuse to listen, tell it to the church. Yeah. Jesus' words implies this. It implies membership. It implies standards. Discipline. Accountability and relationship. In that one passage of scripture. Yes. Your value as an individual and our value as a church. He wants a church that can be seen. Let your light so shine that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So one of the goals, one of the challenges as the church to be seen is to remove the credibility gap. There was a German atheist philosopher that said this. Now, we don't want to just... We want to listen to it. If I saw more redeemed people, I might be more inclined to believe in their redeemer. I mean, there's a credibility gap there. Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. And he says that how you're Love is, and how you get along, and how you work together, and you know, how you handle issues, how you treat your corporateness speaks as a powerful testimony to the others. is where your personal testimony, it's a platform where it becomes convincing. Your testimony. Such a major connection with Jesus. Such a major connection with each other. That church is where we connect. Oh, yes. It's more than just a meeting place. It's about family. It's about community. It's about love shared. It's where relationships occur. I love the afterglow in the church. You know, you're still happy when I get done preaching. <laughs> you visit with fun. You visit, you know what I mean? Like you know each other. You share one another's burdens. You speak of the triumphs. You support one another. Yes, it's more than just a meeting place. I think that everyone needs to give the church a big C 
instead of a little C in their life. I think it has value. Jesus thinks it has value. Think about this. The church is God's delegated authority on earth. Yes. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Same chapter where it said, tell it to the church. For it says, for two of you shall agree as touching any one thing, it shall be done of them for my Father which is in heaven. Now I believe that it's more than just getting together and agreeing on something. I believe that agreement is a bond. It is a bond. It is a connection. Not only with, you know, our Lord and Savior, but with his body. With one another. If two of you shall agree, two or three shall agree. Did you know that the Apostle Paul did not consider ministry fulfilled when every person was reached? No. He considered the mission fulfilled when a church had been planted. Yes. Well, not just getting believers, we're getting churches. He wrote this in Romans chapter 15. He said, I have made it my aim to preach the gospel not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation. Sounds like building to me. Sounds like establishment to me. This congregation is important. This house is important. This place has been placed by God. And I could preach this in the evangelical church if they let me, but I, they didn't invite me yet, so I'm not going to go down there and do that. But, <laughs> but the, you see that they got value. Yes. The church is where you live out your corporate identity. It's Christ's body on earth. You see, individualism is supported, or individual identity is supported in Scripture, but independence is not. First Corinthians chapter 12, for in fact, the body is not one member, but many members. If the foot should say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not the body, this is therefore not of the body. This is really about your corporate identity. Imagine a sheep without a flock or fish without a school. I don't think about it. 
according to Paul in 1 Timothy, it is the agency for proclamation of truth. It provides a moral and ethical compass in the midst of relativism. Yeah. It says that how you behave yourself in the house of God, which is the pillar and the ground of truth. Oh, hallelujah. It prevents truth decay. You know, Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, that's going to be a real issue. Truth decay is going to be a problem. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Selective ears. Yeah, no. This place not only belongs, but you belong where God has placed you. Did you know that the church is the only institution dealing with the ultimate issues in life, which is death, judgment, relationship, purpose, lasting priorities, the meaning in life, identity, and heaven and hell. It's the only institution. The church exists for God's glory, and it showcases his unique ways. The church, everybody doesn't do the same thing the same way. No. But it says that in all the differentness, all the uniqueness, it's the same spirit that's doing it. Hallelujah. So I submit to us this morning. If the gospel is the diamond in God's great plan of salvation, then the church is the clasp that supports it, holds it up, shows it in its greatest light for the world to see. We don't wear ties much anymore. Before ties went, clasps went. Does anybody know what a clasp is, a tie clasp? It kind of holds the tie in place. Uh, well, we used to, that was almost a requirement to have a clasp, you know what I mean? You know, you know, but that showcased something. Not only held it in place, but invariably it was something some kind of insignia, some kind of, you know, uh, 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 magnifying thing. And that's what the church is. On the chest, so to speak, of Jesus. For the gospel. We can talk about it. The church is the place where believers grow. You want to grow? in church Ephesians chapter 4 he gave some apostles some prophets some evangelists and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry the work of ministry not only causes us to grow but it also you know opens up doors of ministry the church is a distribution center. 
Yes. First Corinthians chapter 16. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia. He's not sending orders to the universal church. He's sending orders to local churches. Yes. That on the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. In other words, he's saying, gather it before I get there. Because it's a distribution center. Second Corinthians chapter 8 tells us about the same thing. The book of Revelations tells us that it's the channel of communication. It's the center from which, you know, the lights shine. Revelations chapter 1. The church is where we work together in evangelism and edification. Why we take offerings? Because the Bible sets a standard. It's how we pool our resources. It's how we join together in a common cause. In a corporate vision. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians and says that the word of the Lord went, has sounded forth from you. Right in connection to offerings that were sent. A word of the Lord. Have you heard about the, you know, the praying army, the paying army, and the going army? Everybody needs to be part of at least two of them. Why is it so important, Pastor? Not because you're not doing it. Because the Bible says there's going to be attack on it. The spirit of the age... Just as, it, just as it has attacked the family, will also attack the church family. Yes. Diminish its value. Create an alternative. I don't know about you, but I want something that God recognizes. Not just what the government recognizes, but what God recognizes. Yes. This, this church is so important that God has given oversight and shepherds and leaders and that when that job is well done there's a reward for it if it wasn't important why would you give a reward when the chief shepherd appears you shall receive a crown of glory that does not fade away I will leadership and that doesn't just mean pastors leaderships you know what I mean that do things in the church you know for the benefit of the church in eternity will still glow 
with the role that they played here on earth. It shall not fade away. To me, that sounds like he deems it quite important. I don't know how many eternal things you can get. (laughs) But that is one of them. The local church is so important that God says, I want conflicts settled between brethren and not out in the world. Yeah. Don't settle your problems in the courts. He really believes in the wisdom that's in the church. He believes in the power of the church. He believes that if you, by that such, you keep the powers of darkness out of the church. When you come to church, you get stimulated and encouraged. Hebrews chapter 10. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As is the manner of some. I didn't write this book. But I'm told to preach it. But exhorting one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. How many think it's approaching? The day of the Lord. Well, I would be amiss then. To not exhort you. Church attendance is a good thing. I need encouragement. (laughs) It's really got value. It's really got value. Can you believe that there are those people that love Jesus but don't love the church? I honestly don't know how that works. But a church, and ask my musicians to come, that the people can see. That's what it's about. I believe in the universal church. You know, believers, you know, from everywhere. And, you know, in fact, as he said, when in Revelation, you know what I mean? They're just from every tribe and nation. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I believe that. But I believe it to be a church, the people can see. To be a Christian that the people can recognize. Relevant churches will have a building, a facility, a broadcast location, a space to meet, but they just reach beyond the box. The box is important. But the outreach is absolutely a must. Jesus did not say, wait till they come in. He said, go get them. Go get them. 
As a church, we can't be content with the triumphs of the past. We must be constantly challenged by the future. It's a church that's big enough to dream, but at the same time, you know, small enough so that it's personal. Yes. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Now, but they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. As important and as much value that the church has, with any body, with any building, it has upkeep. It is upkeep. Keeping it strong. Let me say this before I get into this part. Thank you. That in my 42 years as senior pastor, and about 47 years, 48 years as part of this church, we've never had a dividing conflict. We've had times when we've had to solve issues between members, and we did that locally. But we've never had. And that's a commendation to you. But Paul says, and try to wrap this up, that it's so important to keep the strong, the church strong by monitoring it and make sure of its unity. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. This is corporate. Watch it now with lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. You're not bearing someone you don't know across the waters. You got to get along with somebody that's close enough to get along with. <laughs> Amen? Sure. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bonds of peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. One God, Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. I pray, Father, that they may be one even as I and you are one. Church gatherings prevent separation. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. How many love the spirit of unity? Yeah. Spirit of unity in the church is, is, is just as powerful and valuable as it is husband and wife. I don't like to be at odds with my wife. Not because she's mean, not because she's wrong, or not because of anything like that, because of what it does to me on the inside. I don't like it. 
And I've only been to odds with her twice in my life, so. Right. <laughs> no lying from the pulpit, Pastor. <laughs> Unity. You got to avoid the earthquake of disunity. Paul said there shouldn't be any schism in the body. But the members should have the same care for one another. I might not do it like you and you might not do it like me, but we're not going to make it an issue. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren together to dwell together in unity. There is an amazing blessings in unity. Amazing. Whether it's on a personal basis or a corporate basis. I don't like contention. I just deliver me, Lord. Yeah, I don't like contention. As you stand with me this morning, let me go back to the beginning. The value of the blood still rings and holds in the purchase of it. I hope you're getting that. In the purchase of it. God thinks you're valuable. God thinks the church is valuable. So wherever you're at, wherever you go, whether this place or someplace else, hallelujah, value it. Whoever it is that you've been joined with, value them. Value them. Because God values I'm going to present unto myself the corporate body together I will present to myself a glorious what it church Church. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, I got to quit. I love the church. I've loved the church all my life. From just a boy. Love the church. And when I love the church, that means I love you. Because you are the church. You are the church. What do we have here? We have something? <laughs> Hallelujah. As we go forward, amen. And as the winds, the suggestions, you know what I mean? Try to neutralize or minimize. Think of it that the value of the blood is in an evident 
by the church in God's eye. I don't want to go to church because there's so many hypocrites there. Let me ask you, who's the hypocrite? I've never heard that of this congregation, but I know it's out there. Thought I'd just throw that in for good measure. It's not, oh, it is after 11. I got to quit. <laughs> hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. No one yet has ever hated his own flesh. You are not going to get Jesus to hate his body. No. He loves it. Lord, as we go today, we want to thank you for our history. But Lord, we anticipate our future. That all the efforts of hell will fall by the wayside because of this great institution, this great body called the church. Whether on an individual basis or a corporate basis, you have authorized victory, power, and success. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. All right, God bless. Hallelujah.